0: Welcome, everyone, back to the Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. I uh, wanted to do uh, a pod for the post game for both Mavs games, the game against the Kings and game against the Warriors, kind of a tale of two Mavs, as you could say, and um, I know I didn't do one yesterday, but I, I just decided to put uh, one podcast together for both games. It's kind of easier that way. It kind of gives me more content. So I uh, let's start with the, the Sacramento game because uh, I, I like to do kind of bad news first and then kind of end on good news type situation. But uh, the Mavs game against the Sacramento Kings was a really bad game, um, highlighted by poor shooting all around. Uh, you know it's it goes back to what i continue to say over and over and over again you know sacramento shot half as many three pointers and made one more not one exactly half mavs shot 42 sacramento shot 29 but the mavs made 12 and the kings made 13 and you know the the kings scored more points and it kind of just goes back to you know my you know pounding that Theory of you don't have to shoot three pointers to win basketball games, and Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of highlighted the poor shooting. His you know four for three for twelve um, on threes was just awful. He was just I mean chunking, and it was very frustrating to watch. Um, you know he ended up scoring nineteen points, but his constant shooting of that three point shot and just missing shot after shot after shot, I felt was one of the contributions to them losing. And stuff like that frustrates me. Now, Dorian Finney-Smith was two for seven. Now, he he usually shoots the ball better than that. So, you know, I'm not too critical of him. On You know, sometimes he's a little bit smarter about shooting. Now, seven shots was a lot to only make two of You know, it's 28%, but, you know, it was a game where, you know, he scored ten, and that's kind of what you would expect from him. Um, the leading scorer for the Mavs was Luka. Now, his three-point shooting wasn't that great either. He only made one more than Hardaway, and he shot just as many. He was four for 12. Now, he was... Um, him and Hardaway both were eight for 20 overall, um, so they both struggled to uh, shoot the ball, but one of the, one of the kind of differences is it, it didn't seem like it in the game because... For one, Luca had six free throws and he made four. But also, you know, Luca played almost ten more minutes. So Hardaway put up the same number of shots as Luca did in ten less minutes. Now Luca also had eight rebounds and eight assists, but he also had four turnovers, which can be frustrating. You know, he, you know, sometimes watching him, it, it, he will go up for a layup. And it looks like he has a layup, and he'll pass out of it for a jump shot, which ends up being missed. And sometimes I, I just wish he would take those layups. You know, it's it's something that I I know he wants to get his teammates involved, but at the end of the day, I, I wish he would kind of understand that you know he's their best player. You know, they rely on those layups for him to win game for them to win games. You know, if you want to drive to the basket and maybe you get a double team or a big comes over to try and block then you pass out of it yeah I, I understand that but when you're taking it to the basket and no big rotates and you have an open layup I just wish he would take those layups and he usually does but sometimes he'll pass out of them you know if there's like if Powell or Colley Steins sitting under the rim and um sometimes he'll throw it up for a lob and I just, and it doesn't go so well because the, you know, when when the big comes to the rim, it attracts the defensive big and, you know, sometimes the lob doesn't go so well. So that's kind of another instance where I I just, he he needs to understand that sometimes it's better just to take that layup. So now altogether, this was, you know, to me, a team loss. Um, The coaches to me were a part of it. Uh, you know, Brunson had a decent game. He had 19. Um, he was 8 for 14 to overall, 3 for 7 on his threes. You know, he had five assists. It was, you know, Burke, or not. I said Brunson. I meant Burke. Burke had a good game. Uh, you know, I'm usually hard on Burke. Uh, he was the one that was 3 for 7 on his threes and 8 for 14 overall with five assists. I, I've been hard on Burke, and he actually hasn't been playing very much. Um, he did play well that Sacramento game. He was one of the brighter spots. Um, my guess is it was because he hadn't gotten to play in a long time. And I think he hadn't gotten to – and it kind of goes back to my, you know, things that I say while I'm watching these games is that, you know, Tim Hardaway was struggling for so long that it was like we need you needed to sit him. You know, and, you know, Burke – had struggled for so long so he got sat and he didn't play a few games well now all of a sudden he comes out and he plays a really good basketball game and you know sometimes I, I don't know if it's just maybe guys need a time you know time off or whatever but um, it's you know Brunson who I was talking about Brunson's been struggling for a while He he's kind of a guy that maybe needs to take a game off I, I don't know if that might help him but you know he only had seven he was over two on his threes he missed a lot of shots at the basket you know I do applaud him going to the basket and taking those shots but you know he for whatever reason you know they're not going in right now and it's it's kind of tough um, Josh Green actually got to play this game my guess is it's because you know not only was Redick out but Josh Richardson was out so uh, Josh Green got some minutes. He took two shots, made one of them. Uh, he only had two points. He had three rebounds. Uh, I, I guess we're not going to see kind of any real contribution from Josh Green till probably next year. Um, hopefully that was a pick that was kind of well worth it. I You know, some of the other guys that were drafted, afterwards like Sadiq Bay, I believe was drafted after and that Desmond Bain you know they're having pretty good years shooting wise for their teams you know and I think Bain plays for Memphis and he's having a he's a big contribution to what they're doing but you know and some people bring it up on Twitter about Josh Green being drafted before those guys and how you know they wish they would have taken one of those instead but it's like how much opportunity would those two guys have on this Mavs team and I just don't think it would be much of an opportunity, to be honest with you. They'd probably get just the same amount of minutes as Green would get, and that's kind of the frustrating part about young players on this team, you know. And it seems like every team the Mavs play just even like Sacramento, you know. They'll play their young players, you know. I know some a lot of times they have no choice, but you know they'll play their young players, and you know they let them make the mistakes because at some point. You're gonna. You might need that young guy to come out and play, and it's just. It was just frustrating. It's just frustrating to see, you know, some of the young guys just sitting. So, anyhow, Boban came in and played eight minutes, scored ten points. He um, was four for four on his field goal percentage and two for two on his free throws, but overall, it was just a bad game. Uh, you know, Willie Colleystein, you know, was decent. He, uh, he only scored eight, but he did grab seven rebounds. You know, he, he played 26 minutes. Um, Dwight Powell only played 12 minutes, which is kind of curious for, you know, Dwight Powell, especially after the game uh, against L.A. You know, he... I, I thought he would play more minutes based on that game, but, you know, he, he only played 12, and he only scored five. You know, Maxi only played nine minutes. I think he ended up kind of re-aggravating an injury. He took one shot and made it and got two points, and he's out. He was out the second half, so um, overall, just a bad loss to a bad team. Um, you know, they the Kings didn't have De'Aaron Fox, you know, Hassan Whiteside didn't play. Uh, It was Rashawn Holmes that just dominated him down low. He had 24. He just dominated him. You know, Dallas probably could have had Holmes if they wanted him. I believe he was available at the trade deadline. It's probably a guy they just don't even look at for whatever reason just because they're the Mavs. Um, You know, Harrison Barnes had a good game. He left early as well. Harrison Barnes was killing the Mavs before he got hurt. And, you know, he still ended up with 19. He was still second on the team in scoring. You know, Buddy Hield had a decent game. Obviously, he's, you know, shoots the three ball well. And, you know, Halliburton had a good game. And this Metu guy, you know, it's just, when when guys come in like that, Terrence Davis is another one. When guys come in like that and the Mavs make them look like all-stars, it's very frustrating. So, enough about that stupid game. Um, we will go to the game last night on the. And it, what's funny is, and they did bring it up in the broadcast. And I was thinking about it. You know, the Mavs were on a second night of the back-to-back last night against Golden State, and they played so well. But the night prior, the Kings were on a second night of a back-to-back, and you know I had brought up. I, I think I had. I can't remember if I made my podcast after their game or what, but one of the things I noticed is that how many minutes those guys played in that first game the Kings players played in their first night of their back-to-back. And so I was hoping Dallas would take advantage of that. And it's, you know, Dallas had the day's rest and Sacramento didn't, but Sacramento came out with more energy, and that's what's frustrating. And so it kind of happened the next night you know, last night against Golden State. You know, Dallas was the team coming off the back-to-back, and it seemed like they had more energy. Now, Luca pretty much dominated this game. He had 39. Um, He was 4 for 10 on his threes, which is pretty good. You know, it's 40%. It's better than his percentage. But, you know, 10 three-pointers is a lot. He was 15 for 23 overall. You know, so that's... If you take six shots away... You know, that's uh, 15 for 17 on his twos, um, which is, um, actually, I don't think I, I did that math right. <laughs> he, took, he took 13 two-pointers, and he would have made uh, 11. He was 11 for 13 on his two-pointers. That math is pretty bad, be- that math is much better. Um, he was also five for five on his free throws. He got a lot of and ones. Um, he had eight assists, he had six rebounds including two offensive rebounds. And like I said, he um, had 39. And it was just, overall, it was a game that Luka needed um, especially after the night prior, I I just, you know, everybody, this was, to me, like a team win. The Mavericks did shoot 35 threes and they made 18 of them. And Golden State shot 43 and they made 16. Now, Golden State is typically a better shooting team. I will say they did miss a lot of open shots, but um, one of the you know things that kind of highlighted this game was the defense, uh, the defensive intensity in this game was something that you don't see from the Mavericks, which can be frustrating because you see they have the ability. You know Trey Burke was a guy that kind of highlighted that. You know he only made two shots. He was two for thirteen, and you know I typically I get annoyed with. Um, guys who shoot two for 13 in 31 minutes. But his defense on Steph, you know, he only had eight points. But to me, his defense on Steph was kind of his contribution. You know, Steph still had 27, which is a good, obviously, a good game. But the way he pressured Steph and he made Steph earn those points, you know, he was – nine for 18 overall. And he only got 18 shots, which is a good thing because Steph with those with that roster should be taking a lot more than 18 shots. Um, by comparison, this M- Michael Mulder, who I not don't really know who he is. I mean, I know, I've seen Golden State games. I just, I, I didn't know him in college and I only know him since he's been on Golden State. You know, he shot 16 shots and got 26 points. Um, so the defense that Burke played on staff was worth the poor shooting that he gave you. Now, he only took one three pointer and he made it. Um, he just missed some twos. I know there were some layups he missed. Um, you know, when Burke gets inside, he so he kind of is a little small, and bigs are able to go over him and block his shot. Um, he did get three for three on free throws. He got three free throws. So, you know, he was working hard. He, you know, obviously made his defense of the guy defending him work. So, you know, even though, like I said, I've been critical of him, and his offense was kind of poor last night, but... You know, he his defense, he was a plus 32. His defense on Steph was a difference maker in that game. It affected the outcome. Um, Like, Doran Finney-Smith was three for four on his threes with 13. He shot the ball well. You know, he has this thing now where he's starting to pull up and hit threes, which he's been making them, so I'm okay with it. He's been – if a guy, you know, maybe that's how he gets confident. I don't know. He's been doing – this is the first year I've seen him. Really do that on a frequent basis, which is a good thing. You know, Dorian Finney-Smith can take a lot of heat. I, I do think he's misplayed by the coaching staff. I think he's given bad defensive assignments, which I don't think are his fault. Obviously, I, I wish the personnel was different so his defensive assignments would be different. Um, but for the contribution he gives you for the money he makes, you can't complain about it. You know, he had eight rebounds, two steals. Um, Maxi played a good game. He was two for three on his threes, scored 10. It was good to see him out there for 20 minutes um, after, you know, leaving the game early yesterday or the night before. You know, Powell, he had 18 minutes. He had eight rebounds, which is pretty surprising. He was tied for the team lead with Dorian Finney-Smith. He had three offensive uh, he only had three points. Uh, you know, Golden State doesn't really have a big. Uh, now they do play Looney, but I I am not a fan of Looney. Um, so I, I don't think, you know, maybe there's some Looney fans out there, but I just I'm not one of them. I don't think he's that good a player. Um, honestly, I'd probably rather have Powell, and and that's like I said, I it's. Hard as that can be on Powell, I would much rather have Powell over Looney. So, um Kali Stein had a good game. You know, he had two blocks. He had six points and five rebounds. He had two offensive rebounds. Tim Hardaway had a decent game. He actually he only played eighteen minutes, and he he cut down his three point shots. Um, You know, he only took five of them. And he took six free throws. I I think that's what you want to see from him. Now, he only had 13 points, which I think is below his average. But um, he's been struggling with his shot for the last two or three weeks. And I I think he needs to do less three-pointers. I think he needs to... I think he can kind of gain his confidence back if he would shoot less threes. And I I liked seeing the fewer three-point shots last time. He only had five, and he, you know... Two for five. Um, Brunson had a good game with 12. You know, Healy played 18 minutes. Um, a lot of the guys who usually get heavier minutes in the fourth quarter, to, especially to start the fourth quarter to take their time over 20 minutes, like Hardaway and Brunson, they didn't have to play the fourth quarter very much because um, the game got a little out of hand. So their minutes, you know, minutes wise, this was good for the team. You know, Dorian Vinnie Smith played the or I guess it was Trey Burke played the most minutes with 31. So your highest minute guy is at 31. That's a good night. You know, Luke only played 28 and he still had 39 points. Um, that's kind of how the game went. Um, Reddick took two shots, one three-pointer, and he made it. You know, he only played seven minutes. He was he didn't play the night prior against Sacramento. So it was good to see him back out there. Um, Mellie came in off the bench and you know, he played He played during the real game, as I call it, and then he played uh, the garbage time minutes. And, you know, one of the things I think it was Jim Jackson brought up is, you know, when you, when you play in kind of garbage time, you, the coaches still like to look and see who's playing hard. And Niccolo Melli went at it in that garbage time, and, you know, he ended up with 13 points. And I liked I liked what I saw when in that you know, you know you kind of want to show that you're a basketball player, that you can compete in this league. And I you know he showed it. And I I do like Melly. You know Melly's rookie year, his first year. I know he's an older player. He was like twenty nine. Was a better year than uh, this year. Uh, last year I he, I think he got more opportunities, so his confidence was up, so he was a better player. And it seems like this year, you know, at the start of the year, uh, you know, New Orleans brought in Stephen Adams. You know, Jackson Hayes was uh, is an athletic big who can block shots. You know, Zion started the year. You know, Zion didn't start the year last year, so there were minutes for Melly. Stephen Adams wasn't there last year, so there were minutes for Melly. But this year, with Zion starting the year, Zion and Ingram being their two best players, kind of playing the same position, and Steven Adams coming in, Jackson Hayes being such a good player. There were just no minutes for Melly, and I think it shook his confidence. And, you know, I want to see him get minutes because I think think he can contribute to this team. So it was good to see him out there trying hard. You know, Josh Green got some minutes. Um, It was only ten minutes. Most of them were garbage time minutes. He made one three-pointer you know, Hinton came in, made a shot, and Tyler Bay came in, Tyler made a three pointer. Uh you know, it's funny seeing Tyler Bay, you know, the the highlights of him in the G League and then watching him in an NBA game. It's so funny how guys they I don't know if they get nervous, they tense up or whatever, but the way they play in an NBA game, they sometimes they'll make these just silly mistakes and you're like, you know, that's kind of probably why you're not getting minutes. And, you know, when I see Hinton out there, Hinton doesn't make those mistakes. I I would like to see Hinton get some minutes. I think Hinton's an NBA player. Um, I I don't know if he'll make it in the NBA, but I do think he's an NBA player. And I think it's a... I don't think he's a starter, but I do think he's a good backup, a guy who can you can bring in like a... You know, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Patrick Beverly's not going to score a lot of points for you. But if you need a guy who can get a defensive stop at the guard position... I think Hinton's that guy. Hinton also does one thing that Beverly doesn't do, and Hinton rebounds. You know, Hinton's a good rebounding guard. So I would like to see him at some point. You know, I don't know what the what's going to happen on the in the offseason, and like I said, that's another pod for later. But I'm not sure which one of these guys. You know, obviously Green will probably be on the team, and Tyrell Terry, who uh, is missing a lot of time, Um, for these personal reasons you know I I don't know why he's been out for so long it's just a mystery this whole personal reason thing Um, it's a mystery Uh, you know it's I'm I'm guessing we really won't see any Terry minutes until next year Um, you know he did get an NBA contract I think he kind of got the same one Brunson got you know being a a second-round pick, so hopefully, you know, he's a guy that can come back and contribute. You know, I don't know. I, I figure a guy like J.J. Reddick probably won't be on the team next year. Um, he will probably sign with Brooklyn. I believe he'll probably sign a veteran men with Brooklyn next year. So you'll need a guy like Terry who is a good shooter, to come in and probably contribute next year. But, uh, again, that's another pod for another day. So, looking at upcoming games, um, as far as, well, as far as last night, uh, the Blazers did win, and with the Mavs' loss against the Kings, you know, they're only a game back. So that's the that was the most... Uh, that was the one game that affects the Mavs. Now, uh, the Mavs' next game is wins or Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, it's an early game in Detroit. This is a game the Mavs should win, and they better win. Um, Detroit's not a good team. Uh, now, some of their some of their guys, the the young players that were out with injury, I think they're back. Like, Killian Hayes, I think, is playing. He's obviously not the, you know, a, the player that who's going to beat the Mavericks. But, you never know. Mavericks tend to make certain guys look like All-Stars who aren't. So, it's still a game. The Mavs should win. Hopefully, they do. Um, as far as games against, or games with teams that the Mavs are chasing, you know, tonight. The Lakers play the Wizards. Now, normally, um, I would say this would be an easy game for the Lakers, but the Wizards just had their winning streak snapped. It was a long one. It was one of the longer ones they've had in their uh, franchise. It was like eight or nine. I don't know the exact number, but Russell Westbrook has been playing like, Old Russell Westbrook, he's averaging a triple double, which, I you know I know some people don't like Westbrook, but I'm sorry, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, you know, I, I've said in the past, you know, there was somebody wrote an article how Westbrook needs, to, you know, Dallas needs to bring in Westbrook. I don't think that's true. I, I don't think Westbrook would fit on this team. I do not with Luca. You know, if they didn't have Luca, then maybe we'll talk, but. Dallas does Dallas has Luca. They do not need Westbrook. Um, but Westbrook, to me, is a fantastic player. I don't think his triple doubles are flukes. I don't think he's a guy that's trying to get a triple double just to get a triple double. I think that he thinks, and I do believe it's true, that and I believe it's something that he should be doing. I believe that he thinks that if he gets the rebound, he can turn and run up court. And he's the best option they got to distribute the ball, no matter which team he was on, whether it was Oklahoma or Houston or even Washington. You know, if your best player has the ball from the moment the other team misses a shot, that's not a bad thing. So, him going for those rebounds to me is not a bad thing. Getting 11 rebounds a game isn't easy. Right, go. I mean, look what I talk. I talk about Powell every night. How many rebounds is Powell averaging at, starting at center? You know, three. I mean, he's a, he's a big, and he still can't rebound as good as Russell Webb. rebounding isn't something that you can just pad your stats with. And hearing people talk about that to me is annoying, because rebounding was so easy. How come so many guys are so bad at it? You know. And you know assists. Obviously, you want to get your team involved. Um, He, um, you know, sometimes you can't overpass. Maybe Westbrook will do that. You know, Luca does it too. He'll overpass, and it's frustrating. But I think Westbrook is playing just as good as he's played in his career. Now he's not averaging the same amount of points. Obviously, he's older. But, and he's got, you know, Bill who shoots a little, takes a lot of shots. But that Washington team is really good. Um, you know, the Lakers still don't have LeBron. And this is a winnable game for Washington. So, you know, let's hope, you know, Washington can pull through. Um, the Heat play the Spurs. Now the Spurs aren't as close as they were, but they're still right there. Um, the Spurs are still hanging around. They're, you know, they, they do have some good young players. Uh, they draft well. They draft. They're the only team in the NBA, to me, that drafts for a system. And so all their guys fit their system. And when, when they leave the Spurs, they're always not as good because obviously they only fit in that system. So, you know, kind of it's like Trey Burke, you know, to me, and J.J. Barea, for that matter. You know, J.J. Burea went to Minnesota and didn't have quite the impact. And I think it's because Dallas' system benefited J.J. And the same thing with Trey Burke. You know, after that first, you know, half season with Dallas, you know, he went to Philly. And I think, you know, Philly ended up cutting him. And Dallas obviously brought him back for the bubble. And I think, to me, Trey Burke only fits on the Mavs. He only fits that system, so... Um, the the Grizz the big one is the Grizz and the Blazers again uh, they've played several times it seems like last week I think this is their third meeting in like a week which is a huge fluke in the schedule now the Grizzlies have come out and they've beat them I think the Grizzlies won both games already um, the Grizzlies are coming into form um, and while the Blazers are not um now this is this is still anybody's game obviously i trailblazers could beat the grizzlies they're still that good of a team but the blazers have really fallen off i believe they had like a six game losing streak at one point um they just haven't played really good right lately and the grizzlies are getting guys back they have uh jay the triple j as they like to call them um who I'm a huge fan of, I've said it before. I really think he's a talented player. Um, I believe he's only going to get better the more games he's playing in. Um, Justice Winslow has been playing, which is a shock to see. Uh, you know, he's a guy who really needs some sort of off season program to get himself into elite shape if he wants to continue to play. Some guys just. I mean, Winslow's been hurt for like two years, it seems like. And you just don't see him out there on the court. And then I've watched some of these games, and I'll probably watch this game tonight because they're really fun games to watch. A Grizzlies Blazers game is incredibly fun to watch if you have league pass. Grizzlies have a really fun team. And, you know, the Blazers do have a good team. You know, even though they've been struggling, they're still a good team. And. So it's a fun matchup. Uh, so if you do have league pass, I do recommend that game, and I would like to see the Grizzlies win, just to put a little more separation between Dallas and Portland. Um, the Nuggets do play the Pelicans. The Pelicans are just not that good. I, they have problems. I think I believe it has. It starts from the general manager and goes down to. I, I don't like their roster. I don't like their coach. I just. Nuggets will, Nuggets will probably lose. Not that I say all that, but the Nuggets are still really good, even without Jamal Murray. Maybe they don't make a title run because they don't have Murray, but they're still a good team. on um, the Clippers play the Suns, which is a big matchup. Uh, I don't know the statuses on certain players for the Clippers. I know Kawhi's been out. I don't know if he's still out, but. It should be still a good game. The Clippers do have a good team, even without Kawhi. So that'll be interesting. And then the Jazz Kings, which isn't so important. But there's some important games tonight that, you know, affect the standings around the map. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, I believe in a little bit of news, the Nets are the first team to clinch a playoff spot. Um... Which really doesn't mean much. But it's news, I guess. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it for today's show. I, uh... will probably come back on Friday for a pod. Or, uh... I don't know. We'll have to see. I I might be going out of town this weekend, so my pod might not be coming until Sunday. So, we'll see. Maybe, uh... Yeah, we'll see what I can do. But there's a good chance it might not be another one until Sunday night. So, uh, other than that, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at the Mavs Outsider. Um, if you could rate and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts, that would be great. And uh, other than that, I guess that'll be it. Later.